Welcome to Aviation Careers Podcast, Leapfrogging to the Legacies. What is leapfrogging and how can it help you get to legacies quicker? We're going to talk about that coming up next in this episode. By the way, if you have any questions, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash contact, and uh, you can ask anything you want, and we'll either get back to you personally or we'll answer it right here on the podcast. Uh, my name is Carl Valeri. I'm your host today, and also I've been career coaching for about 20 years. So this is something that I'm really passionate about is helping other people move forward in their careers, in their lives. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about uh, what leapfrogging actually is. And, and before we get into that, we have to define what a legacy is. Because when people are trying to get to the airlines, one of the things that they normally try to do is they try to leapfrog from the whatever they're doing to the, the, the place that they want to be uh, and get there as quick as possible. So first of all, legacies are those carriers uh, that were formed before 1978 and deregulation. Uh, they're other than, say, the uh, low-cost carriers. They usually have a lot more amenities than uh, some of the low-cost carriers have, and they also have uh, things like frequent flyer programs, first class, that type of thing. So the legacies that are still around that, that fit that bill uh, are actually the places like uh, American United, Delta, Alaskan Airlines is one, Hawaiian Airlines is another. So those are all considered the legacies. Uh, personally, I used to work for a legacy, and that was Continental Airlines, and that's no longer around. So, so a lot of these airlines that are legacies are no longer around anymore. But traditionally, most people want to go to the legacies. Usually they're the larger airlines and usually pay a little bit better, have better overnights, or, or say fly to uh, some of those really cool destinations over overseas. Uh, United Delta and American are, are mostly what people think of as the legacies. Don't forget, you still have Alaska and Hawaiian in that, in that realm there. Uh, but first of all, well, before we talk about leapfrogging and what that is, we first have to talk about uh, what we're trying to do by leapfrogging. And what does that mean? First of all, there's uh, for those that are, that are new to the whole process of moving on to an airline, the regional airlines feed the major airlines. And within the regional airlines, they have agreements with those major airlines where they'll hire a lot of these people that are working for those airlines and the pilots there. Uh, these can be called many different things. They call them flow-throughs and their uh, employment agreements, etc. Uh, and what happens is you get put in a line. It's basically based on a, a, a somewhat of a seniority-based system. It is a seniority-based system based on their formula. So let's take it for instance. Say you have a United Airlines. They have regional carriers that actually are working for United. So the customer doesn't know any difference. They book a flight on United. They're still flying with a regional. Well, the pilots at that regional don't actually work for United Airlines. They actually are working for the what Whatever regional it may be. But they have agreements with the major airlines, with the pilots, so that they can actually float to or flow through to the airlines, to the major airlines. And this is great because uh, a lot of times they'll say, hey, you never have to actually do another interview again. Some airlines have, uh, you know, are wholly owned, some of these regional airlines. And it is a terrific thing. But the only downside to it, and that's why we're talking about leapfrogging, is the fact that you are put in line. So if you get hired by that regional airline that has that flow through, the person that gets hired first goes up usually first to the major airline. So say there's a thousand people in front of you and you want to get to that legacy carry, you want to get to that American airline say, and you want to get there quicker and you have the actual, you can apply for that legacy airline, but because of some of the agreements and they're all worded differently by the way, so you have to really look at your, your flow through agreement 
you can't actually apply because of the fact that you actually have to wait for the person in front of you. Good example, I used to be in a flow-through agreement with Continental Airlines. I worked for Continental Express. I became Express Jet Airlines. Well, we actually had to wait to move up to the airline as long, the major airline being Continental, uh, for my number to come up. Well, unfortunately, 9-11 happened, and they dissolved that whole agreement, uh, which is a downside to some of these flow-through agreements, obviously. And uh, I never actually did flow through or flow up to the major airline. But something that some people did back then and people are doing now is they're leapfrogging. And what do you mean by leapfrogging? You know, you play that game as a kid where you leapfrog over the person in front of you to the next spot. And it's it was a fun game as a child. I don't think I could do it now. I'm a little bit old. But, uh, but <laughs> regardless, the leapfrogging allows you to go to the major airline quicker. But how would you do that? Let's define how you do that. Well, what a lot of people are doing is this. They're actually quitting or leaving the regional airline that they work for, and they're going to work for, say, a low-cost airline. And then what they're doing is once they get to that low-cost airline, they apply for the major airline that they actually want to go to. And I've seen this play out many, many times. Uh, the carrier that I work for, at many other carriers, I hear it all from, uh, you know, I'm in the training department where I work, and I hear it from other friends at training departments at other places, is that they will actually quit their regional job, come work, for a value low-cost airline or boutique airline and then once they get to that low-cost airline immediately they apply to go to the major and they're able to leapfrog the other people that are in front of them on that list to get to that major airline so for example you have a thousand people in front of you and you decide to leave and go and you're in say american airlines let's go american airlines uh flow through all right you're an envoy or something like that and you decide to actually leave and by the way the the different uh terms are flow through they have other terms for them etc but you decide to leave that american airlines regional carrier and go to a low-cost carrier say you go to frontier while you're at Frontier, immediately you put in your application for American and you have the you have the requirements for American Airlines and they hire you. And what happens? You wind up going to American Airlines because you have those requirements and your friends that are maybe four or five hundred in front of you, they're still waiting for that flow through. So that's what we mean by leapfrogging. And there are some advantages and disadvantages uh, to these flow through agreements. So that hopefully gives you a little bit of color what those flow through agreements are, uh, those, those progression agreements. There's a lot of different ways that we talk about them. Uh, but some of the disadvantages of that flow through are exactly this, where you can't go in front of the person that's in front of you. There are stipulations where you can, uh, but those are usually for requirements uh, as far as hours, etc. But normally you can't jump in front of the person in front of you. So that's why we leapfrog in front of the other person by going to another airline first, applying to the to the major that I really want to go to and actually going there. And this is why you hear a lot of discussions on a lot of the forums where people say, well, if you actually want to work for American, uh, go work for a carrier, a regional carrier that doesn't feed American. If you want to work for United, work for a regional carrier that doesn't feed United. And what they're saying, the reason they're saying this is that the American, United, Delta, uh, you know, all these companies that have regional carriers, they want to protect their feed. They want to make sure that they still have enough pilots to fly that feed into their hubs. And a lot of times they will throttle 
the actual people coming to the major airline through these agreements and they'll pick people from other airlines. And that's what you're seeing happening is that these people are, are actually leapfrogging by going past the other person on the list by jumping off to another major or, or another airline such as a, you know, a low-cost carrier and then going on to the legacy airlines. Uh, so should you leapfrog? That's the biggest, that's the biggest question here. Um, so the advantage to leapfrogging is the fact that you don't have to work. You may have to wait five years to be able to flow up to uh, the major carrier that you want to work for. Uh, so should you do that? Boy, that is really something that you need to look at. And I'll tell you one, one caution. And by the way, we're going to have an attorney on to talk about this again, is the fact that you have a contract that you may have signed. And if you say you signed a contract through any type of a, a regional, you know, uh, employment agreement, uh, training agreement, et cetera, it may allow you to flow up to that major carrier, especially if it's wholly owned, but it won't allow you to leave and go somewhere else and then apply. You may be on the hook for some money. So be careful because lately a lot of regional carriers are making you pay for the training that they give you money for, and uh, and you may be on the hook for that. So so be cautious of that, especially now. You really have to do an analysis of your situation and see if it's worth it. So what's actually happening is this. It is worth it to some people. So for instance, say you get signed on with a regional carrier, and that regional says if you leave within 12 months, you owe us $30,000. Well, nowadays, if you go to a major, that $30,000 isn't much because the pay at the majors is so much now that you can actually pay that off fairly quickly. In the past, what was happening is people were actually foregoing these training agreements at some of these uh, regionals, especially some of the turboprop and prop regional airlines out there. They were signing these agreements as far as training is concerned, that if you left within 12 months, you had to pay it back. Uh, people would just walk away from those agreements. Now, why didn't they pursue those back then? Well, here's why. Back then they weren't making much money at the majors as a first officer, nor were they making money period, before they got there. So they didn't have any money. You can't get blood from a stone, as they say. So these people were moving on from the regionals where they have this, this agreement that they signed and says, oh, you owe us $30,000 if you leave uh, early. Well, good luck trying to come after me because I'm only making $15,000 a year. You know, what's really interesting about this situation is that things have actually gotten better. Uh, I'll give you a good example, is the fact that we have seen in the past, like when I was hired, there was this thing called paid for training where you would actually pay the airline to go work for them. So in today's dollars, I'll give you an example. Back then in today's dollars, we were getting paid about 30,000 a year starting as a regional pilot. Well, we would actually have to pay the airline $32,000 a year to go to work for them. So upfront, I have to pay them $32,000 and I get paid only $30,000. That's that's incredible. I mean, uh, you, you're out money right there because not only that, you get taxes taken out of your, your salary. So you are negative once you start with that regional airline. Luckily, when I started with the regionals, um, there was that month that they stopped actually uh, doing what's called pay for training. Why did they do that back then? Because there were so many pilots out there that could get them to work for free. Uh, that's not true anymore. Uh, people aren't willing to work for free anymore because, uh, and the reason they would work for free, by the way, is they saw that in the future, they'd be making a lot of money as a major airline pilot. And that's sales pitch is this. 
when you're a regional, you could say, hey, listen, we're not going to pay you anything, but just remember, you're going to be building hours so that you can go work for that larger, major legacy carrier, and you're going to make a lot more money um, and be rolling in the dough and be having millions of dollars. Well, um, I think people aren't doing that anymore, and, they, and that's what's uh, changed in our economy. People have more money now, and they're starting to say, hey, listen, we're not going to do this. Uh, also, right now, there's, there's a big shortage of pilots right now. So we don't have a big pool to pull from. Uh, it's changing a little bit right now, obviously, because there is a slowdown in hiring. This is uh, 2024. Uh, but really what's important is the fact that this has changed. Things have changed. And, uh, and this is a really good career. But if you're thinking of leapfrogging to the majors and you're thinking of going around that seniority, quote unquote, list uh, that you have for that flow through, there's a lot of things you have to consider. And I would highly recommend you doing this. Get with somebody who has an unbiased opinion, maybe a career coach. That's what we do here at aviationcareerspodcast.com in our coaching. Go out there and talk to somebody. Say, hey, should I do this? And, and, and lay it out. You know, Put together a plan saying, okay, if I go to the major, by year two, say I'm making 200000 a year, well, then, yeah, I can pay that back as long as I work hard and, and make that kind of money. And by the way, you can make two hundred grand a year at a major uh, in your second year. You just may have to work just a few extra hours. Um, but that's that's actually one of the reasons you might want to do that. Uh, so we're almost seeing like a pay for training in reverse. I know it's not really that, but, uh, you know, because you're not you're not out the money, uh, but it's uh, it's something that's really interesting that's happening. So should you leapfrog to the legacies? That's the question. That's up to you. You really need to talk to somebody to figure that out if that's something that you need to do. Hopefully that's been helpful as far as uh, a little bit of color as to what leapfrogging is. I know it's this new term that's been out there. Uh, I think I, I've been talking about leapfrogging for years. It's kind of catching on as to what it is. Uh, do I recommend it? Uh, that really depends. I do say, I will say one thing as far as integrity, it's, it's important to realize that if you've signed a contract, you are held to that contract and you are responsible for that contract. So yes, if you go to the uh, a major, a legacy, and it says that you owe the regional, say $20,000, and yeah, just pay them the $20,000 because that's what you agreed to. Uh, so, so that's something that you have to look at. Uh, when you're doing all this. And by the way, it really is an exciting time still, even though there's a bit of a slowdown in the hiring right now. So hopefully that's uh, that's helped. Again, get some unbiased uh, uh, opinions there, and we can do that for you at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching. So let's uh, answer another listener mail before we uh, finish up here. Uh, we have a listener mail says, hello, I've been considering becoming a career pilot for some time. At 41, I'm at a point in my life where I think it might be possible. However, I realize... I don't know what I don't know about the industry. I'm looking for advice and guidance. I think I may benefit from your career coaching service. I could make myself available anytime that you are available. Perhaps some coffee offers a, a career day type of uh, some uh, company, excuse me, offers a career type uh, experience for prospective pilots. I have an appointment to check out our local flight academy, but I am willing to look at other options. Any guidance is much appreciated. Thank you. Well, First of all, I think it is important to talk to somebody, especially if you're a career changer, and that's what we specialize in here. Uh, AviationCareerPodcast.com slash coaching. Uh, there's other career coaches out there. But just make sure you find somebody who has a lot of experience in the industry. I've been doing this for over 20 years uh, in helping people move into this. By the way, I'm one of those people. I started this career at 33 years old. I had a whole other career before this. I had two careers before this. Uh, but really... I think the important thing is to get out there and look. Get out there and see if you really want to fly. Um, if you're not sure this is for you, go get your private pilot certificate first and then get into it full time. Um, but one of the things that I think uh, you talked about career day, 
a lot of these career days that you're talking about, sometimes the, the company itself doesn't host one, but they'll host it through another venue. A good example here at Sun and Fun. This year we'll be here at Sun and Fun. Come visit us. By the way, get your picture in front of the banner here at Sun and Fun. And uh, one of the things that you'll see is most have career days. Uh, they have legacies, carriers there to talk to, regional carriers. And they talk about the advantages and disadvantages. And the really cool thing about that is when you go to some of these air shows and local events, uh, there's people there that work for those airlines and they can actually give you uh, the real honest to goodness, you know, what it's like to, to work for an airline. And of course, you know, listen to this podcast, listen to all the different things that you've heard on here. You know, is it, what are the advantages and disadvantages of becoming a pilot? Uh, those type of things. Look, you know, look back at some of our past episodes and that's really important is to get out there and just talk to some of those majors. So do they have career days? Yes, but it's usually associated say with a big college. Uh, by the way, if you didn't go to that college, sometimes they do allow people to come in, uh, even though they weren't, uh, you know, graduates or are actually enrolled in that college so make sure you take a look at that and take a look actually at, at our coaching page because we can help you out there so i appreciate the email don't forget you go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash contact or feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com and also by the way if you're looking for money to actually fund that flight training we have that scholarships guide the new version is out it's the scholarships and career guide we're starting to put in all these different cadet programs that into that guide it's still only ten dollars you can get on an Amazon and Apple bookstore, uh, and also buy the online directory, which is a downloadable PDF that we update every single month. You can get one for free. Go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash pay it forward. Take a look at how you can get one of those for free with a free coupon. Uh, and one of the things I really think is important though, when you're looking at a career, looking at the possibility of leapfrogging, make sure you do your research, make sure that you get somebody who has an unbiased opinion. And the most important thing that you can do for me is to take one step every single day to move forward in your career, in your life. It could be something small, listening to a podcast, doing some research online, finding out what cadet programs are, purchasing a scholarship guide so you can find out what the money is. Uh, it could be something really large, signing up for one of those programs. But make sure you take one step today to move forward in your career and in your life. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there.